Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast. I'm Shad Martin, and I am grateful to be joined by Sheldon again today. Sheldon, how are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Thanks for having me back, Shad. Yeah, no, we got a lot of positive feedback from your last uh, podcast that you joined us on, and, and we actually had a few questions come in from some parents, so we thought it would be good to uh, to take a minute and and do a few of those questions and let you help us with some of your background in in mental health. For those who maybe didn't see the the first podcast, uh, Sheldon's an expert in mental health areas. Uh, he probably wouldn't call himself an expert, but we call him an expert. He's the one that we go to at especially for athletes on our board to help us as we address issues with mental health and make sure that we're accurate with all the research and everything else. And he's been a great, great help to us. So thank you, Sheldon, for that. And, and I'm just going to hit you with a question if that's okay. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. Awesome. So we did a podcast a little while back. It's one of our first podcasts. And Cameron Stewart, who's uh, one of the hosts that, that comes on here every now and then said, you know, you don't want to be that dad, you know, you don't want to be that mom who's like the one in the stands that's going to end up on video, you know, um, doing ridiculous things. And I actually had someone contact me and say, um, I might be that dad. Like I might be that person. I have a really, really hard time. And uh, they asked if we could do a podcast on tips for parents. Um, You know, and we've all felt these feelings probably if we've had kids play sports where, you know, it's a competitive game. Umpires of youth sports usually aren't at the highest quality. They're making mistakes. Sometimes there's that that parent on the other side who's like chirping, you know, at, at your child's team or even your child. And, and uh, you feel those, uh, those feelings of like anger and frustration and you just want to like, you know, it, it's really hard to contain yourself. If we go to that moment, which I think all of us will experience at some time if our kids are in youth sports, mm-hmm. what are some, some things, some tips you would give us to help us handle that moment correctly from the the psychological perspective. And if you have just any experiential experience, that would be great too. But, but specifically from that cycle, how do I, you know, deal with those feelings in a healthy way? Yeah. So it's, it's important when something like that, if you're observing that, especially like your parents question saying, I might be that parent, like, so they've kind of recognized there's something here um, that's going on. I often encourage people uh, saying something like, well, make sure you're shooting at the right target. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Sometimes I'll have parents say something like, well, I just, I, I want to stop yelling. And and I'll just like push them a little bit. Like, you mean like stop cheering? Because you're probably yelling positive things. No, no, that's not what I mean. Well, stop um, stop yelling at the other coaches. What's, what's shocking to some of them is I'll sometimes push them and say, well, that's not a, a great goal. Can you imagine a scenario 
when you would yell at the other coach. And they're, they're kind of taken back a little bit and saying, what do you mean? Saying, well, if, if the other coach was doing something completely inappropriate, yelling might be the right response. And the reason I do that is it's important to make sure we're shooting at the right target. So as a parent, I would put these like behaviors that you're nervous about or, or something and when it's starting to happen into three categories, appropriate, inappropriate, and unacceptable. Now, <clears throat> if there are things that are unacceptable, and I'll mention a few examples, uh, it's important that you kind of draw a line that you're, you, there, here's a line you do not want to cross. Um, uh, you know, standing up and swearing um, and saying some terrible things at a six-year-old's t-ball game. It's unacceptable. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a line you just cannot cross. Yeah. Um, you may have parents listening. I don't know. I mean, but if they, if they have like rage, like they physically, I've, I've seen this, you've seen this. We have examples as kids seeing this, you know, if one coach is ready to fight the other coach, this is, it's unacceptable. And so that's where you want, you want to make sure there's a hard line there. Mm -hmm. Then to distinguish between appropriate and inappropriate, I'd ask the question, <clears throat> it, instead of saying I'm going to stop doing something, say, well, I want the outcome to be growth. Does this is this helping my child, the situation in the long run? Um, what difference does it make? What is going to be the long-term impact? Um, <clears throat> if it is a situation where you have a 10-year-old and there was a bad call and they struck out or they were called for offsides in soccer and it wasn't offsides, what really is the long-term impact? If you can kind of pause and be like, nothing. It was a bad call, right? So if I'm reacting with high levels of emotion and, and intensity for a 10-year-old soccer game where the call doesn't really have a long-term impact, I could probably start to say, okay, it's inappropriate. Yeah. Something that's evil or unacceptable. It's just, it's just inappropriate. So how do I how do I manage it? Does that make sense? Kind of yeah. those three categories. Yeah, I, I think of the um there's obviously unacceptable, like even when I go, when we speak to our athletes, you know, um, when we go and present to, you know, large group of athletes at a school, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you want to cheer, like there are student bodies who have cheers and they're into it and they're yelling and they're creating energy. And that actually brings super fun atmosphere. In fact, I liked when I was, a yeah. like when I went into a gym where I knew the other team was going to be like lit up. You know, I looked forward to that even as an opponent. The worst was walking into, and I won't even name the school, but we grew up in the same place. So you know where the school <laughs> is, but you're playing a varsity basketball game with like 17 people there and you're trying to get any amount of adrenaline going. And so, so like there's that positivity, but sometimes when it becomes personal, mm -hmm. like when a student body, for example, starts picking on or mocking or yelling at specific players or making fun of them for specific plays. Like that's where it, even as a youth, that's where I feel like it's starting to cross a line from being energized and engaged and trying to help your team to trying to personally attack another person. 
But I've seen that happen in youth sports where, you know, all of a sudden you have a parent yelling things at a, at an 11 year old kid who's, who's pitching, you know what I mean? (laughs) And, uh, And so, so that would obviously be, what was that third category? Unacceptable. Unacceptable, right? Like, especially if you're a parent in the, like, you're never yelling at another kid. Like, that's unacceptable, right? Even if that kid's doing inappropriate things, you know, you should probably say, hey, coach, you know, yeah, your kid shouldn't be doing that. You need to fix that. You know, that's, that's even a more appropriate way to do that. And so, and, and of course, the, the F-bombs, the, the, you know, the swearing, the wanting to fight, like that's all just inex- inexcusable behavior. Yeah. Um, In fact, a lot of uh, people that will study kind of anger management and help people who, and I don't say that like as a, a joke, you know, sometimes, I don't know if a lot of people know this, um, anger can be an outgrowth of high levels of anxiety, uh, stress, right? And we all recognize that if, if uh, to describe it simply, if someone were, you know, starving or uh, lost a job or a big stressor, their threshold is going to be lowered for not exploding, right? And that's just general in life. So you may be showing up to a game and, and something's going on in life and all of a sudden, these, this situation becomes your target for a lot of other things. The way to deal with that is to look, step back when you're not in the situation, especially if you're kind of struggling with this and identify some things personally where you say, okay, that's unacceptable. I'm regardless of how bad it gets, I'm not going to do this. Right. And if you think ahead of it, um, ahead of time, it's very helpful. I was extremely impressed by a principal, uh, in fact, and I won't mention the school, um, but it's a positive example. Uh, There was two high schools that were pretty close, and one was a very affluent part of of a large city, and one was um, not, in a very poor part. And what's interesting is both athletic programs were really strong. And this particular year, um, the, the, the school that uh, came from a kind of a lower socioeconomic area of the neighborhood, they had a really good basketball team. Well, the principal of this affluent high school had an assembly uh, before it started, and he did something that I later heard of and then kind of called and we talked about it, and I was so impressed. He started and he said, hey, I hope every one of you come to the game. I hope you cheer for our team louder than you've ever cheered. And they started yelling and that. And then he paused and he said, but let me tell you, there's a, a cheer that happens often when we are behind or losing or at other times. And if it starts, I'm going to stand and everyone I hear chanting, I'll write down your name and you will be suspended. And the cheer goes like this. Um, that's all right. That's okay. You'll all work for us someday. And like he like stated it and he said, that's inappropriate to think that your families are in a a better socioeconomic situation. And that when you're losing that you're trying that that's the cheer. If you, it's unacceptable. If you do that, you'll be suspended. And I thought, Holy cow, this, this principal just set up the student body for success. He wants them to come to the game. He wants them to be funny behind the hoop 
and to cheer and, and all the fun things that happen. And he states, if this cheer starts, um, I'll suspend anyone I see doing it because it's unacceptable. I thought that was a pretty good model. I think that is a good approach as a parent to say, I, this is unacceptable. So what do I want to do? How do I want to interact in this situation? Does that make sense, Chad? Yeah, absolutely. That preemptive thinking, mm-hmm. you know, um, kind of, I, I always tell my daughters, you know, the many parents do, I think that, hey, you decide, you make the decision before you're in the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And so that the inexcusable behavior just to say, okay, I to reflect, I mean, a parent who has enough self-awareness to ask that question um, also has enough self-awareness to reflect and say, okay, I'm going, I'm going to the game. I know that this might happen because it's been happening with this coach or, or with this league or whatever. And so these are the things I will not do. I will not do these things. And, um, and, and be preemptive about it with yourself, like be your own principal, if that, if that makes sense. So it seems to me that maybe the foggier line is between appropriate and inappropriate. And, um, and how does a parent, you know, because most listening to this, I mean, they're listening to a podcast that one of the, the key components of, of our, especially for athletes, one of our basic principles is to compete without contempt. And, and so, um, they're competitive. They want to win, which is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like be crazy competitive, but not with hatred in your heart, you know, want to win, but do it the right way. And so I'm wondering about just that, the general way to handle, uh, you know, cause I would bet there's more people who do inappropriate things and then regret it later rather than inexcusable things. Um, how, what are some things that just, you had mentioned that anger management. If you feel those feelings start to well up inside of you, what are some things that you could do to keep that from crossing the line of appropriate to inappropriate? Well, the first thing I would say um, is when I say what I'm about to, you might have some parents that say, oh, come on, like that, that's not me. And I would say uh, from the psychologist, <laughs> psychology background, I'd say, be careful how quickly you say this isn't accurate. A famous psychologist, uh, Fritz Perls, uh, you know, kind of a, one of the grandfathers of psychology in, in, in uh, the, the Western Hemisphere, he has this statement where he said, when we think we are looking out a window, we are looking into a mirror. And so this might be a little tough for some parents to hear, but the psychology part is probably more accurate. The first question is probably, wait, this is probably more about me than my child. What's going on? Why do I get so like upset or angry or feel I have to defend my child on the field or yeah, right? That is really an interesting question. I know, I know this is a podcast where we're kind of high level. We're not like getting into like deep stuff and everything, but it is interesting uh, to me. We joke about right kind of the Uncle Rico <laughs> from Napoleon Dynamite approach, but there is something to that where many times parents are thinking, oh, they look back on their life. If I could have had these different things happen with my athletic career or in my life or in my situation, 
it would have been better. And they put some pressure on making sure that that happens in their child's life. Um, oftentimes when parents are really upset at games, yelling a lot, uh, usually it's more about them, right? And then, then it is their, their child. So the first thing is being self-aware, right? Is this really about your child or is this really about um, your story being projected onto them a little bit? The second thing I would do um, is if you're really responding uh, too quickly, um, I would say the old count to 10 method is usually pretty good. Um, what I mean is if a play happens in the moment and you're going to yell, there probably is never a time that you need to filter a positive comment in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. You can just let those go. If there's a little bit of a pause, um, count to 10. The reason is if it really isn't appropriate what someone else is doing, it's still going to be relevant 10 seconds later. But if we say it now, uh, it may not be accurate. So kind of giving yourself a little bit of a pause is, uh, is, is helpful, right? Yeah. I'm going to go talk to the coach after the game. Just, just pause that a little bit right before the final play. You're storming over there. Just, just kind of count to 10 and evaluate why am I doing this? What benefit will it have? What will it not have? You know, why am I asking this coach or very upset that they don't have more playing time? They're 13. What can my child do about it? What can we do about it? Right. Even if uh, we've had those situations where maybe someone is um, targeting a, an athlete in a way that's not, you know, appropriate. Uh, well, 10 seconds later, you're still going to have a better, you're going to have a more appropriate response than in the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, even even thinking through and what do I really want to say instead of just bah, 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 you know like just just say right. it something that is nonsensical and then you look like an idiot. If it's really important, then you probably want to think about how you want to say what you want to say anyway. Yeah. Um, if something needs to be said, you want to say it the right way. Yeah. And so sounds so simple, but <laughs> but a, a parent in the stands who's like thinking, do I need to yell? Obviously, like you said, man, to cheer and to be positive and just that happy cheering for a, for a team, no one needs to think about that. But when we start getting um, those feelings of, of anger and frustration, then that's the time to say, okay, do I need to say something? And if I do, what's the best way to say it yeah. you know, um, to accomplish the objective, uh, you know? And so, so yeah, that, that's great stuff. That's great stuff. I, uh, you know, just to recap the, there are some inexcusable things. Unacceptable. Yeah. Inexcusable works too, but uh, yeah. Unacceptable. I, yeah. But the, those things are just, you know, you should never be cutting at another player. You know, you should never be personalizing in youth sports. I would say, to be honest, like, even uh, even when we go to pro games, you know, we've had these things happen here in Utah where people start getting 
so personal toward one person, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and sometimes it gets a little bit like, man, why, why do you got to do that? I know you're trying to get in that person's head or, or whatever, but sometimes it's even cross the line. I think that already crosses the line, but, but then it crosses the line. Like we've had racist comments. We've had, you know, people using racial slurs at, at opponents and, and the Utah Jazz addressed that. I thought they did it so well when that has occurred in the arena. Um, but you sit there and think like, you're a, you're a grown man and you, you felt the need to yell racial slurs at someone who just defeated your favorite team. Like, <laughs> that's just so, I mean, it is so far beyond the pale of acceptability that it's, it's just amazing to me that people get there. Yeah. And, and, you know, Shad, to kind of return to what we said earlier, and I know you have parents that are listening to this podcast and, and coaches that, um, you know, that they're probably listening alone, but that really is a moment. If things like that happen, maybe not to that level, there needs to be a pause and to recognize this isn't about that player. Like you just said, as a grown adult, I felt the need to say something completely unacceptable because the team I root for um, isn't winning. That that says more about you than anything else in the situation. And that's kind of a something we have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, thank you, Sheldon. Uh, yeah. Hopefully those tips will help some parents who we all, we care so deeply about our children and I think anyone who has a child who's playing youth sports has felt those feelings that we're talking about and, uh, and coaches feel those feelings. Sometimes they cross those lines as well. And, and just those simple tips might help us to uh, be better at competing without contempt, cheering in a positive way, not being that dad, you know, as the question came in. And, and so we appreciate you taking the time today just to give us some tips on that. You bet. You bet. All right. Thank you for joining the Sportlight Podcast. We're grateful that you would join us today, and we encourage you to go forward, be a very positive fan and parent and coach and an athlete, and keep your eyes up and do the work. This has been the Sportlight Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforalpies.org slash book. Mm-hmm.